Hello, EKN Nation. Welcome to 2021 and our first podcast here on the EKN Radio Network. My name is Rob Haddon, joined by David Cole for what will be episode 14 overall of our EKN Outlap. It is January the 5th, 2021, just a couple days away from firing things up with the Supercarts USA Winter Series. That is, of course, the preview we will be giving you today here on this podcast. And those of you who may not be up to speed on the EKN Outlap, kind of pairs off. It's the bookend of our debrief race report podcast that we do after every one of our EKN Trackside Live events. We kind of get in there early, give you this podcast to get things underway, the EKN Outlap. It's the preview of the upcoming event. As I said, the Supercarts USA Winter Series opener down at Homestead, the event that we'll be discussing today. This edition of the Outlap being presented by Leading Edge Motorsports. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of countless drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Leading Edge Motorsports is the West Coast importer and factory team for IP karting, which manufactures the ultra-competitive Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge has partnered with Ansa Motorsports in 2021 to support drivers on the Florida Winter Tour and the Scusa Winter Series. Leading Edge will be trackside at the Challenge of the Americas on the West Coast. Contact Leading Edge Motorsports today to book your spot under their tent by visiting leadingedgemotorsports.com, where you'll also find more info. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. Well, David Cole, welcome to 2021. Happy New Year, my friend. I hope you had a great uh, holiday with the family in Grand Rapids. But, man, we are back at it. Not for you. I'm heading to Florida first. I'll meet you at the Challenge of the Americas a couple weeks later. But, man, 2021 is here. It sounds odd to hear that, 2021. Uh, I got used to saying 2020 all the time. Uh, it's kind of good to not say that again anymore or not to be in that era anymore. Uh, a new year, a new start, uh, a new beginning for uh, not only everybody, but the karting season as well. Uh, and as you said, we kind of got ready started already with uh, people down in Florida for the WK uh, Daytona Kart Week, but this is the first official event uh, of the calendar year. So, uh, uh, yeah, you get the uh, the pleasure of being warm uh, in the next co- next coming weeks, and uh, eventually I'll get to uh, to see some sun uh, in a, by the end of the month as well, too. Yeah, very true, very true. Interesting, of course, to get this new season kicked off with the Supercarts USA Winter Series, David. You think about how long it's been since we've had a major Supercarts USA event. you got to go back to August uh, for their Supercarts USA Pro Tour. Now, they had a couple of other, I think, challenge, uh, rather uh, uh, other Pro Car Challenge events uh, before the end of the season, but no Super Nationals last year. So it's been a while since we've been trackside in the Scusa race. Yeah, essentially they've had six major events, if you count both Winter Series events, uh, obviously all three events of the pro tour. And of course the super nationals every year until, uh, 2020 came around. Uh, but yeah, so this is, this has been a long stretch, a long, a quiet stretch for really for Supercards USA. Uh, you know, obviously with the cancellation of super nationals in Las Vegas in November. Uh, but, uh, you know, 2021 is a new year, uh, turning the page over and, uh, moving forward. And again, it seems like, Nothing's really changed uh, when you kind of look at uh, what what this event's going to be like compared to what last year's event was pre-COVID. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting down there. Again, those of you tuning into this particular show, whether you're listening live on the EKN Radio Network, as we do with all of our original content, the first opportunity to listen is on the EKN Radio Network. You can download the app to your mobile device if you've not already done that. Uh, then we turn it into podcast form quite quickly to get it around uh, to preview up this weekend. Good for people that may be traveling into the event on Thursday night. Always awesome to listen to the podcast on the on your flight in or your drive down. January 8th, 9th, and 10th, this coming Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Again, we'll be at AMR Homestead Miami Motorplex, presented by MG Tires, down in Homestead, Florida, a track that I have uh, had a chance to race on for many years. I've been around quite a while. We'll talk about that a little bit later on when we get into the event notes. This is round one and two of what is a four-round championship program, a couple of double-header weekends for Scusa leading into, of course, their Winter Nationals, the opening round of the Pro Tour in March. Fourth season, David, for this championship began back in 2018. Yeah, that year was, I believe, a three-event program that uh, traveled to uh, different facilities. I think this is the third straight year that they've gone uh, strictly homestead, if I recall correctly. Uh, obviously, going one direction one weekend, and then next month going in the other direction the next that next time. So, uh, uh, essentially, you know, homestead's been the home for the Scusa. Uh, winter series program and uh it's uh it's kind of been a good home you get you know obviously this year is a little different uh we'll talk about that in the numbers but uh it's it's very similar to to what it's been in the years past but uh really it uh it just kind of allows that opportunity for people to get away from the cold go down to some florida sun and uh and kind of just you know as we'll talk about when you go class by class, get a new start because people are graduating up, yeah. possibly moving over to a different category or, or new teams, new chassis, new engines, this and that. So uh, uh, it's really a, a great, uh, it's kind of like the, what we used to call like the training for, yeah, for, training, for the right? summer seat. Yeah. Yeah. It's not spring, but it's, it's not spring. spring. No, no, it's, it's not spring. spring. Training. <laughs> well, cause everything, everything is kind of shifted because essentially spring training was in the spring when you know march april ish but now that's all shifted to now january february and now really our off season is only in december rather than january february it's interesting when you look back in the in the history books of supercarts usa it was scoos that actually got things rolling with the winter tour that was i think back in 19, i want to say back in 1999 i think was the very first ever winter tour and that was uh, with don janowski and jim Murley, and and that was a bunch of different tracks opalaka uh, Hialeah, um, a number of different facilities that ran the the winter tour back then. It was a Scusa series for a number of years. Bill Wright then came in and took it over as a Scusa region. That eventually became the Florida Winter Tour under Bill's program with, with Bill Wright and Bill and Carla. And of course, uh, that moving over really into the what is now the Rock Cup program, which holds on to the Florida Winter Tour name. But again, about 23 or 24 years since Supercarts USA first came to Florida to kind of start this uh, this weekend, a couple of weeks in the sunshine to get away from what then was a, a Midwest-based series. So all those drivers came down to get out of the uh, out of the cold, as David had mentioned. Seven tenths of a mile the track at Homestead, although it is it's it's been around David for a long time. I think I raced there in 2000, my very first year running a shifter. It was either 2000 or 2001. Might have been 2001. So it's been around at least 20 years. Uh, and it's interesting, Dave, because it's a track. It's a permanent racetrack. But it's a permanent racetrack that was built on a parking lot, right? So it's, Yeah, yeah. It's in and around right? what is a parking lot. I mean, essentially, yeah. they, they can still utilize it as a parking lot. But now it's we become a yeah. 
a full-time carding facility. Yeah, I was trying to get a hold of Tony Schroeder uh, to find out the exact year that they opened because the, the main facility there opened in 1996 and he wasn't able to get back to me. But yeah, I, I mean, it, I, I got to assume that they've been racing there at least since the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, well, like, like I said, uh, you know what? I'll have to go through a couple of the. I'll have to go through a couple of issues of, the, of uh, Shift for Card Illustrated to see if maybe it has the actual launch date. But like I said, we were there. I know in the early two thousands for sure, getting things underway uh, when when they first started racing there. And I, I I love the racetrack, even though it's just, it's flat. There's no elevation changes. I absolutely love this track. And a lot of ninety degree corners. It's got the hairpins, but it's it's just always a track that I really like to race on. And a lot of people. We'll say the same thing. Now, David, you mentioned the fact that the track's been around uh, since, you know, right around 99, 2000, 2001. But the Vantage Carding Group actually bought the facility in uh, in June of 2017. They worked very closely, of course, with Homestead, Homestead Miami Speedway. But that's kind of brought everybody from Cardsport North America, Eric Jones, that crew down to be able to run the place. They spruced it up kind of nicely. And it really has become really kind of the anchor racetrack in Southern Florida. Yeah, you add in the rental car track that they constructed next to it, uh, and as we said, it's it's nearly open twenty four hour or tw- yeah. three hundred sixty five days out of the year. So, uh, so yeah, it's become a full fledged uh, carding facility for sure. Uh, you know, they haven't really had to do much to it. They've added some, you know, obviously some some garage spaces here and there, and and some other amenities to to the facility. But uh, yeah, it's be- it's become the backbone. Uh, for what is carding in the Miami uh, area, for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Here's your schedule. Uh, starting actually tomorrow, it's Tuesday when we're, when we're recording this. Wednesday and Thursday are unofficial practice run by the track itself. Official practice beginning on Friday with six rounds for each category, seven minutes apiece. Saturday and Sunday, obviously back-to-back race days, part of the four-event uh, four series. Uh, Warm-up, qualifying, a pre-final, and then the finals as well. So 12 lap pre-finals, 11 for the cadet categories, 22 lap finals, and then 20 for the cadets. Same thing on Sunday. And, of course, we'll be live on the ECAN radio network for essentially happy hour on Friday. We'll use that to dial in things with the audio system. We'll kind of call the final run through uh, the practice sessions. And then, of course, we're live from qualifying all the way through to the final checkered flag on both Saturday and Sunday. You can get that on ecardinews.com slash live there's your schedule for the opening round of the supercarts usa winter series off to our first break in the action a quick pit stop we get back david and i'll go through the numbers we'll tell you what kind of entry numbers we've got always get some walk up but we'll give you the entry numbers we'll go class by class we'll talk a little bit about how the numbers may have been affected based on how things have evolved from the 2020 edition stay with us folks more to come here on the ekn radio network In karting, it's important to be supported by the right people. With over 40 years of experience in the sport, Trinity Karting Group has everything you need to make your program successful. We do it all, and we do it right. Trackside support and arrive and drive programs at many of karting's biggest East Coast events, full product sales and service, and professional coaching from our experienced staff. Trinity Karting Group is a full-service operation based at the Motorsports Country Club of Cincinnati, which gives us access to our custom-designed driver training facility. This allows us to offer private one-on-one coaching to take you to the next level. We're also your Midwest home for Tony Kart and IAMI, and we're your source for MG and Avinco tires in the region. Tony Kart quality cannot be beat, so call us today to put you in a new chassis for your next event. 
In 2020, we'll be racing and providing arrive and drive programs for the full Supercarts USA Pro Tour and the Great Lakes Pro Kart Challenge. The WK's Car Week in Daytona and exciting events like the USAC Battle at the Brickyard and the Rock Island Grand Prix. From arrive and drive and coaching programs to the parts you need, let Trinity Car Group provide you with customer service and a racing experience second to none. Trinity Karting Group has a long history in the sport, a winning pedigree, and we're dedicated to driver development. We take pride in our professional approach and our positive attitude. Let us build a custom race program for you. Give us a call at 513-421-4463 or check us out online at trinitycardinggroup.com. Looking for that extra edge? Comet Racing Engines is your answer. The engine service program from Comet Kart Sales has been winning from coast to coast at all levels in different forms of the sport. Lead engine builders Mark Harrison and Gary Lawson have decades of karting experience, providing racers the power to reach the top step of the podium. Comet Racing Engines continually perform track and dyno tests to provide their customers with the cutting edge in engine performance. Comet specializes in Yamaha KT100, IAMI Swift, IAMI X30, IAMI Leopard, and Rock Engines. Trackside and customer support are the cornerstones of the Comet Racing Engines business, ensuring each and every customer receives personal attention and the help they need to achieve the best results. Engine rentals are available at all the events that Comet attends in 2018, including WKA, SCUSA, USPKS, and the Route 66 Sprint Series. Contact the Comet team today at CometCartsales.com or by calling 317-462-3413. If you're looking to step up your engine program, send it to Comet Racing Engines. Welcome back to episode 14 of EK and Outlap, our preview podcast that really kind of pairs with our debrief. Uh, along with our EK and Trackside Live coverage. We'll be, of course, at Homestead this particular weekend for the Supercarts USA Winter Series opener. Leading Edge Motorsports, the sponsor of this broadcast. David, let's get things rolling right now with our By the Numbers segment. Uh, last year, 2020, 240 entries overall. A little bit under 200 right now, pre-entry here on Tuesday, before we get to the event, 194 total entries. Yeah, when you consider, uh, when you look at the major impact, I think, is the the 29 entries from last year that were part of the Margate Knight uh, categories that were there with with Senior and Masters. It kind of puts this year's event in line with what it was last year when you when you uh, take away those numbers away from the overall total and you kind of look at, at it uh, class by class. Yes, there are some classes that are, that are down, but there's others that are up. And so that's kind of where you where you kind of get the mixture of of, of kind of an average uh, entry total uh, for for the event compared to last year, and I, I believe the la- the year before that is typically around this number, uh, and, and it's very similar to what we saw at the Pro Tour as well too. So uh, around that 200 uh, entry mark for for yeah. these core categories uh, that have been uh, part of Supercarts USA, and you know obviously. Uh, we'll talk more about the shifter categories, but now they're they're kind of condensed down into just two divisions. We have the pro shifter and master shifter. So we don't have G1, G2, Pro 2, Pro, uh, where we had four different categories all on, the, all on the same track at the same time, uh, just two different categories this year. So uh, that kind of helps with the condensing uh, in terms of the 
of, you know, kind of the average per class that helps that, that certainly, but, uh, you know, as you, when you look at it, um, you know, there's graduation, there's got kids that are moving up from micro to mini or mini to junior or drivers moving from K eight over to X 30. So a lot of, you know, a lot of changing. And, and I think the strong point, uh, right now is the 28 that we see in micro swift that are going to be entered for this weekend. Yeah, we'll look at some highlights and we'll look at some of the trends here as well. One of the things, obviously, as David mentioned, was the fact that the Margate Knight categories weren't there or will not be there this year. They came down last year and were a welcomed addition. I loved having the Ignite guys there. They put on a tremendous show as well and a good opportunity for those Margate Ignite drivers to come south. They actually went to Daytona this year and did a couple of different deals. They ran on the sprint track and they ran on the road course as well. Uh, again, let's let's not you know let's talk about the elephant in the room as well, and that's the fact that uh, COVID's still a bit of an issue in Florida, a bit of an issue all over the world. Bit not really the best word. It's still a significant issue in terms of travel. So no international drivers here. And normally we get a good handful or, or a dozen or so international drivers, not part of the action here in 2021. Uh, David mentioned Micro Swift go up from 19 to 28 drivers in Micro, and I'll tell you, David, you'll agree. Any series wants to have a lot of the drivers in micro and mini because th- those are the drivers you're going to have for the next 10 years potentially, right? If not, you know, 7 to 10 years, 28 in micro. Then we see a bit of a drop in mini, X30 junior and X30 senior. Six down in, in mini, 25 in the mini category. Still 34 in X30 junior and 40 in X30 senior. That's down from 45 and 53. But, David, a little bit of that potentially in the senior class the move over because you mentioned uh, KA 100 senior, which I think what two years ago had two drivers, maybe two or three. They now have 27 uh, here uh, up 12 from last year. That's a pretty good field for KA 100 senior as well. Yeah. If I, yeah, I believe 2019, even 2018 when they had uh, the program. Yeah. There was, there were not, there were nobody, uh, you know, it was like Colton Ramsey and Adam McLaughlin, I think. uh, Colton, Colton Ramsey and Julia, Julia Booth and Julia Booth. That's right. That was, that was pretty much it. I'm, I'm looking to see if it was there in 2018, but yeah, it's, you know, that, you know, we, we talked a little bit off the air, you know, that's kind of where people are gravitating towards, um, it's it's it wasn't there in 2018 so yeah it was just 2019 that they had just two or three different drivers it's just people are gravitating towards this this ka 100 package um and as we're seeing you know the it drops the numbers in x30 senior because some drivers are electing to do that rather than race in x30 so um yeah it's just you know it, it it's just it's kind of what we saw when briggs was introduced you know people you know, we're dropping the Yamahas, we're dropping the KPVs, they were dropping any, any, you know, 12, 15 year old engine that they had on their cart and, and decided to go Briggs racing. So, um, you know, it's, and, and again, numbers, um, you know, we're seeing at a lot of the major events, even at the Scusa Pro Tour, uh, the K100 categories are providing some of the most exciting racing uh, that you'll see across the country. So, People are gravitating towards that, and then you know, they look at their overall budget numbers. So that might be a possibility for 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 the increase in numbers because it's more affordable, uh, less maintenance, uh, n- less uh, tendency to be uh, to be blown up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in all real- reality. So uh, it's just it just has it's a it's a complete package that uh, people are gravitating to. And uh, you know we'll talk a little bit about even in the junior category, got kids that are moving up for mini aren't going directly to the X30. They're starting off in the K100 junior category. So that's helping 
keeping those numbers uh, uh, in the in the uh, in the twenties or 30s, probably at pro tour level. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, as David had mentioned, a bit of a, a an amalgamation uh, for the shifter card categories: pro two and pro one, and pro two becoming just pro shifter. The G1 and G2 becoming just master shifter. Really, the same amount of drivers all told this year. One less driver in the pro category. We're down to seven. One more in masters. We're up to five. So twelve total in shifter uh, for the the uh, Scusa Winter Series. Again, a lot of the other big hitters. Some of the guys from California not coming all the way uh, east this year. We'll see how things shake down when we get to the Winter Nationals. But Scusa still in a place where they're trying to press the reset button and, and you know, really kind of found, get some foundation for their shifter card categories. We'll see how things roll in this year. But, David, with the IME SSE 175, the ability to run the KZ power plant as well, we'll see how many people jump on board when we go pro tour racing in March. Yeah, it was, it's a little hard to kind of justify uh, or kind of gauge the numbers coming off the pro tour because the pro tour was in August. We're really – we were only two months into really going back to full-time racing, even there, you know, COVID was a, was a major factor. You know, we are all wearing masks. We're all trying to social distance. Um, you know, so it's it, obviously, it's still going to take a little time to see where, where that ends up. And I think, like you said, the winter nationals will really be where, where we kind of pinpoint, uh, the progression, uh, or degression of the, of the shifter categories in Supercard yeah. USA. So there's your by the numbers, folks. 194 entries, pre-entries here on the Tuesday. Based on the way things normally shake down to the Scusa race, I would expect it to be 200, 205, as we normally get some walk-up numbers, drivers potentially running other categories or jumping on board. Uh, after this break in the action, we're going to come back, and David and I will give you a little breakdown, a preview of X30 Senior, K100 Senior, and Pro Shifter. You want the best? You just got to roll with the best. Streeter Superstands. This is Jeff Wessel from StreeterSuperstands.com. You wouldn't put subpar parts on your racing cart, so why put that cherished ride of yours on anything but karting's number one lifts and stands, Streeter Superstands. Streeter is the original and genuine manufacturer of the second-to-none Bigfoot rolling stands, stackers, uprights, and industry-leading superlift. We also manufacture and sell the largest and always-growing roster of trailer and shop accessories like tire, engine and jug racks, cabinets, brake can trays, beat breakers, and tons more to outfit any size trailer, team, and budget. Streeter Superstance has over 30 continuous years of experience. Rick Hart racers just like you and know that the Streeter name represents the absolute best in stands, lifts, and accessories for karting enthusiasts worldwide. Durability, affordability, unmatched quality, and customer service, that's what sets us apart from the rest. Check us out now at StreeterSuperstance.com. Roll with the best, StreeterSuperstance.com. Leading Edge Motorsports is the industry answer to winning in karting. At the helm is industry veteran Greg Bell, who has orchestrated the success of many drivers dating back to the mid-1990s. Most recently, Leading Edge Motorsports and Greg Bell helped guide Danny Formel to victory at both the Rock the Rio and the Supercarts USA Super Nationals 23. Based in Lodi, California, Leading Edge Motorsports is the Western importer for IP karting, which includes the Praga and Formula K chassis brands. Leading Edge Motorsports is already looking forward to the 2021 season, which begins with the Challenge of the Americas, the premier winter series on the West Coast under the Rock Cup USA banner. Leading Edge Motorsports is also eyeing the Florida Winter Tour and several other programs. 
Arrive and Drive services to cart preparation and driver coaching are all available under the LEM 10 throughout 2021. Greg Bell has been building racing engines for over 20 years, and he's excited with the continuing growth of his new Mega Power race motor building program. It doesn't matter what color your chassis is, choose Mega Power to get to the front. For more information, click over to leadingedgemotorsports.com and find them on Facebook. At Leading Edge Motorsports, winning never gets old. So the Supercarts USA program getting fired back up here this coming weekend. This is the EKN Outlap Preview Podcast. Rob Howden alongside David Cole. Time to jump into class-by-class class previews, David. Let's look at X30 Senior still. And, yeah, we're down a little bit, a little bit down from, what, 53 last year. But it's still 40 drivers, 40 pre-entries. That's a massive field for X30 Senior. And the IAMI drivers do love running the Supercarts USA events. Uh, last year's champion, Ryan Norberg, adding to his uh, career totals and his resume with a big championship there. Good battle with Patrick Woods-Toth in the championship battle. It was obviously a big win for Hannah Greenmeyer last year as well. Olin Galley and Arias Duke-Medjian were the other four winners. Uh, Norberg ended up winning the championship, David, but didn't get a race win. I'm sure that kind of cheesed him off a little bit. Well, we we actually have an article kind of talking. You know, he he uh, we were talking with him and and Brandon's jars cracked. So it's an article by Blake Hunt and and he and Norbert kind of pinpointed this championship. Uh, you know, about consistency and being consistent at the front uh, in a competitive field such as X thirty senior. You can be you can go on and win a championship without winning, but uh, you have to be competitive and you have to be consistent. So. Uh, so yeah, it's not. It wasn't the way he, I think he wanted to win the championship, but a championship is still sitting on the mantle in his That's room. It. So That's exactly uh, he, right. he is still the guy to beat going into this weekend, uh, and obviously will be one of those guys that will be on the, everybody's stopwatch, uh, especially being in Florida and his home home state. For the first time in four years. Uh, at a Supercarts USA event, there'll be a different number on the side of the, uh, of his cart as he will not have the national number one plate. That belongs to Bryson Morris, who is the Pro Tour champion. He'll have the national number one. Another number one of sorts, Arias Duke Medjian, EKN, uh, number one ranked driver. Finished P4 last year. Uh, he's going to be running as well. Two drivers we expect to run up front, David. You throw Hannah Greenmeyer back in there as well. Uh, Thomas Nepfu is running again. He's going to be racing actually in the in the uh, Cooper Tires USF 2000 Championship this year with Cape Motorsports. So a little bit of karting here in the offseason before he goes car racing. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Sebastian Montoya come back as well. He's jumping into the car racing world. But he'll be there as well, and he's always very quick at Homestead. There's uh, there's still a tremendous field. Just those uh, those five drivers we mentioned, you know they're going to be up front. Yeah, they're going to be up front, and we also have some rookies that are going to be coming up. You got uh, Alex Stanfield, the USPKS junior champion, uh, moving up to the senior. Max Opalski, who who kind of dipped in the senior ranks towards the end of last year, he he'll now be full time senior uh, this year as well. So those are two drivers to watch for. Uh, Hayden Jones really had a breakout season last year. Yeah, uh, he'll be another quick driver, and then you always got to count the the guys in the uh, in the Rollis intent. Uh, Jonathan Ports and and Brandon Tyner going to be uh, among the uh, the hunt, uh, along with Diego Conteca. Conteca is a quick driver, the Colombian, uh, very fast racing with Orsalon Racing. Their home track is Miami Homestead Speedway, so uh, you know they'll be they'll be quick to watch along with uh, Santiago Tresini. He's another uh, hometown boy racing with Nash Motorsports. So 
a lot of different drivers that are going to be in the hunt. It'll be interesting to see though, who kind of stands out, uh, that we kind of don't mention. That's, that's always the fun part about, uh, the winter events. You know, another one I think I'll throw out there as well, because he was kind of the guy that came on that scene last year and kind of surprised everybody. And that's Nathaniel uh, Cicero, Nate Cicero, right? Uh, came out of the gate last year with Rawlson Performance Group, was able to win the K100 championship. And man, it's like now he's moving to X30 senior. What can you do? You know, you know, David, where do you where do you go from from having uh, that tremendous run? Can, can you turn it around and do it when you move up to X30 senior? And I think that would be a really good challenge for him. Yeah. And working with the Rollison performance group drivers, you know, he'll obviously have all the tools needed to be able to kind of gauge himself or, or find the places where he's hurting and, and kind of improve on that. Cause you got obviously Norberg, you got current champ pro tour champion, Bryson Morris, and you got the other ones that I mentioned as well with, and you mentioned Greenemeyer. So there's, you know, there's like 10 different bullets in the, in the RPG tent. So, uh, there'll be some, there'll be some data to go over. There'll be lots of data, lots of, uh, lots of information to pour over for, uh, for his advancement up to the, uh, the X30 senior category, which kind of leads of leaves a void now in the, uh, yeah. the K100 senior division. So I talked about the fact that, uh, Nate kind of came on, bo- you know, came on strong because that was, it was interesting you know, he and his sister coming down from New York, Relative unknowns, I think it was their first Supercarts USA event. So, you know, we're watching what he's able to do. Santino Ferrucci was able to score the first win last year in the uh, K100 senior race. And then Cicero came and won the rest of them, won the, won the last three, which was unbelievably impressive. Um, as you said, moving up to X30 senior. So, David, we got some guys doing double duty. We'll go to them in a second. But a couple of guys, I think, notable for next year, for this year, this weekend. Uh, last year's runner up, Connor Ferris. That team really dialed things in at the Winter Series last year. They they were very impressive, uh, you know, with Thomas Anunziata along as well. But then you got Brandon Lemke, um, and I don't think I don't think you could ever count out Brandon Lemke at any race he shows up to. To be honest, I I almost want to say he was in contention for podium at every K one hundred race he was in last year. You know, sometimes yeah, right. it worked out, sometimes it didn't. But I mean, you talk USPKS. He was he was there at the front every race weekend. Uh, even the uh, the marathon that we had at the uh, Scusa Pro Tour at Newcastle, he was. I think he had one win, maybe, uh, but was there in the front all weekend long. So uh, this time, Joe, just focusing on K100, not doing the double duty like we typically uh, have seen him do. So I think with all his focus into the 100 division, and we know he's <laughs> he's amazing, you know in the 100 CC carts, uh, it's, he'll be, uh, he'll be, he'll be kind of like the Ryan Norberg, uh, of this category. Well, listen, here's the thing about Brandon too. He's kind of getting old. Probably can't run those, you know, those double, double duty weekends. (laughs) No, I think it's dad. I think dad can't handle wrenching on two different carts. I think it's Bill. (laughs) What year was Lemke the the junior champion? Who's the junior champion? Uh, 16 or 15. It's only, I mean, like I said, it's only been five or six years. Like, he's, is he, how old is he now, anyways? Is he 21? Yeah, 22. Well, that's got to be that. That's got to be, well, 15, five years. Yeah. So he's got to be about 20, I think. 20, 21 years old. Yeah. Hold on. Over yeah. the hill. <laughs> wow. I don't think you'd tell, you're right. Don't tell yeah. Norberg that. I think that's Norberg's true. got, I think Norberg's got him by a few years. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. I know. I'm just, I'm just playing with Brandon for sure. It's, uh, no, I, I think it's Bill. We got to, we got to harass Bill. I think it's all Bill's fault. All right. We'll go after Bill. That's good. Yeah, 2015 right, Pro Tour champion yeah, in, in Tag Junior. There 
you go. And it was a photo finish on the line. I remember that. Uh, double duty, uh, Arias Dukmejian, Hannah Greenmeyer, Thomas Nunziata, Luke Lang, and Nick Ramirez all doing double duty on the weekend. That's a lot of racing at that particular track, which, which is decently tough on the body. I will say that because to be fast, David, you got to pound the curbs at a lot of these places. And yeah, I think uh, that's the one negative about this racetrack is is the physicality of the racetrack. You look at it and you think, oh, it's not hard. But as you said, it's there's a lot of curbs that uh, you need to uh, to hit and hit hard. And uh, it's, I mean, I mean, we, I think if I recall, you know, drivers in the second weekend were were pulling out because they had two, you know, rib injuries and this and yeah. that. You know, that'll be something to watch with Bryson Morris uh, coming off, you know, rib injuries in August that he's still been healing from, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll have to kind of keep an eye on him and see what uh, if if he's 100 percent or if uh, or if something's going to happen to him to where he's going to have to uh, to kind of step out. But uh, but yeah, that the, the racetrack is certainly physical and doing the double duty. Uh, you know, these are young guys, especially Thomas Anunziata. He's moving up now to the senior ranks going to pull off the double duty. So we'll see, uh, we'll see how they, I'm sure they'll handle it fine. They're young. I think exactly right. They're flexible. Uh, 27 entries, pre-entries in the K100 senior category as we head to Homestead this weekend. Uh, let's move to the pro shifter category. Seven pre-entries on the dock at last year's champion Billy Musgrave and pro tour champion Chente Salas will not be making the trek out from California. Uh, a bunch of different winners last year. Kyle Wick was able to get a couple of wins and Musgrave a couple of victories in the pro one class. Salas, Alan Isambard, Baylor, Griffin, three of the winners of Salas, uh, bookended the championship with wins in round one and round number four. That kind of changed things around, David, because uh, Alan Isambard and Baylor Griffin, the only two returning front runners to the program, but there are some serious rookies that are coming in, which are, it's, it's odd all around in terms of how old they are, but we can talk a bit about that, I guess. Yeah, well, I think the oldest is uh, David Greco. I think the Canadian. I think he's the oldest rookie to uh, to come into the series. Uh, I think he's raced shifters a number of years, uh, but I don't recall him racing shifters at uh, at Supercarts USA. So uh, yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, uh, so he'll be coming down to uh, with PSL Karting on uh, uh, to uh, to compete in the Pro Shifter. Uh, Annie Rule, I believe, is now into her what maybe third year. I think she dabbled. In 2019, in shifter carts and and ran a uh, full year last year. Yeah, that makes sense uh, to me. Yeah. So uh, she's uh, she's got some 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 ser- uh, seasons under her belt now. So we'll see uh, how that progresses for her. But uh, really, the 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 focus point will be uh, Brent Cruz, uh, the young ro- world road tax champion, uh, IME international final champion, uh, USPKS. Uh, champion as well too uh, is making the move to shifter carts. Um, obviously, as you know, when when shifter cart USA started or Supercarts USA started was shifter cart USA, and it was you know focused mainly around shifter carts. So you had novice shifters for I believe eight to twelve. You had junior shifters from twelve to fifteen, and then uh, fifteen and above for for pros, semi pros, and and the old guys as well too. Uh, now, right now in this uh, in this current era that we are in, we don't have any shifter categories except for senior and masters. So there's there's a little bit of junior racers that we still have in, in some regionals. Uh, California Pro Car Challenge still has a, a junior shifter cart uh, category, but nowhere else really across the country do we have that. And 
And so this this move is is very interesting, very probably controversial for me. It is uh, when you look at it as Brent Cruz, who is twelve currently twelve years old, is going to be racing a category that you have to be fifteen years old to compete in. Yeah, that's it's and he's thirteen in March, so he'll turn thirteen this year. It's when you talk about the talent of the driver, it's it's this that, that's not part of the equation. No, right, that's not. It. No, it's it's more of a safety and just overall aspect of uh, of the sport. Uh, safety for for sure for number one. Um, I was trying to look, figure out, you know, when you figure a shifter cart weighs about two hundred pounds, well, your driver has to weigh probably uh, one hundred and eighty pounds to make weight. So if he's, you know, I'm going to say a buck twenty. Probably because my son's about 140 and he's got him on height and weight. So I'm going to just say 20 pounds there. So you're looking at adding 80 pounds. Uh, Annie Rule is a good example too because she's tiny sure, as well. Yeah. Yep. You're adding 80 pounds, but she's at least age of, you know, she has the age. So it's it's all she can do to, to race shifter carts. And that's a tough deal, right? So it, 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 I get it. It's The bottom line is, is that Brent Cruz is running. I believe he's with Leading Edge Motorsports um, with, with Greg Bell. Uh, and listen, I, again, I'm, I'm not worried at all about what he's going to be able to do on the racetrack. As you said, it's only potentially the weight issue, but Andy has the same weight issue as well. It's always back and forth on that. It's 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 an but, interesting development for sure. We'll watch but it. it's also the principle of it, too. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, I there's think a, there's age requirements for a reason. Yeah, and that's it, too. You know, it, we have requirements for a reason, uh, you know, so now he's going to be racing against drivers double his age and he's going to be on a racetrack with drivers four times his age. When you look at a driver like Ken Schilling or, or somebody like that in the master class, cause they're all on track at the same time. Yeah. And, and so in, on an insurance wise, I don't know, you know, obviously they're signing off on it. Uh, it's, but it, it's just, I don't know. I, I very, I've, I very much like to stick to, to what we've always done when we, when we do this age group, I think, Obviously, when you're looking at the younger drivers, when we when we did split the micro division away from, say, Mini, I thought that was a great move because because it made sense. You know, there's a big difference between a seven year old and a 12 year old. But there, exactly. there's a big difference between a 12, 13 year old and a 15, 16 year old as well, too. So it's I don't know. Again, like you said, talent wise, I, I have no issues with that. I think he, he well, talented runs, enough to do the kid, and the, the kid runs mini sprints, right? He does. He runs outlaw cards and mini sprints. The guy, the guy drives a 250 cc mini sprint probably a 500 cc you know mini sprint as well i don't i don't know if he's driven that at all but a guy drives everything on the dirt whatever it may be so i'm not worried about him handling the cart itself uh again it's just it's just again it, it is what it is it screws his program we're gonna go with it i'm gonna go down to the race i'm gonna call it <laughs> brent cruz is probably gonna be in the fight for the race win so it is what it is i guess that's probably the only way we can approach that right yeah i guess that yeah i mean that's essentially what it is what we can do <laughs> All right, we'll go to a break in the action. We're going to hit uh, four more of the categories, preview you uh, of the entry numbers, who we expect is going to be quick. We'll obviously talk about who was a champion last year, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, X30 Junior, K100 Junior, X30 Master, and Master Shifter will be on the docket. We come back after this break. Acceleration Kart Racing is your first and only stop on the internet for carts, parts, and safety gear to get you on the track. ShopAKRA.com offers a great selection of karting equipment on a user-friendly website. Acceleration Kart Racing has aligned itself with many of the top manufacturers and distributors in the sport to ensure that all the latest equipment is available to you, the consumer. 
With customer support available six days a week, you can be confident about getting the right parts at the right price. Be sure to visit shopakr.com today or stop by their headquarters in Las Vegas. Also, follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest specials, clearance items, and new products. All over the karting world, everyone knows OTK is the gold standard for quality and performance. In the U.S., OTK USA is the source for all things OTK. From the legendary Tony Kart brand to the race-winning Cosmic and Xpree chassis and the new for 2020 in the U.S., the Red Speed and the EOS, OTK quality is second to none. All five brands are winning races and championships across the country in national programs like the Rock Cup Florida Winter Tour and the Challenge of the Americas, the Scusa Pro Tour and the Scusa Winter Series and the Pro Kart Challenge, and the United States Pro Kart Series, and the WK Manufacturers Cup. And OTK products are also front and center on the podium of club and regional races from coast to coast. To learn more about a specific product line or to find the OTK USA dealer near you, whether it's Tony Kart, Cosmic, Xpree, Red Speed, or EOS, visit www.otkusa.com. Specific chassis territories are still available, so cart shops interested in adding a winning component to their product lineups can contact OTK directly. Welcome back to the ECAN Radio Network, our uh, what 14th episode of the ECAN Outlap, and David, the first podcast of 2021. I think we did 83 or 84 podcasts in total last year. I, wanted, I think we were trying to get to 100, but uh, it just didn't happen. Yeah, you flaked out on us. So well, I also had to hit the road for five months. Well, does that does that count? Does that count the face to face, or does that count just strictly podcasts? Because, I think that's just strictly podcasts. Well, see, know. if you add in the face to face, we got thirty in there, so we had over a hundred. That's true. We knocked out the content. There's no doubt about that. All right, we are talking about the Supercarts USA Winter Series Opener at Homestead this coming weekend, uh, January eighth, ninth, and tenth running in the uh, clockwise direction around that seven-tenths of a mile, um, 11-turn circuit. It's a great racetrack for sure. I love it. It's going to be fun. Uh, David, 34 pre-entries in the X30 Junior category, and we mentioned talking about the numbers that we didn't have any international drivers coming over due to the COVID-19 uh, travel restrictions. That means that we're not going to see Andre Kimi Antonelli. I'm not sure we would have seen him anyways, uh, but it was, would have been a possibility. He won all four of the races last year in X30 Junior. Uh, but some of the notable drivers I think we're going to see here this weekend. It's going to be David. It's you know for a lot of these drivers, it's that second year in junior. You know they learned a bit second, maybe even third for some. But that second year in junior, more relaxed, more confident. Noah Baker, Paul Bocuz, Jeremy Fletcher, Jack Jeffers, Jorge Ortiz. Those are five of the drivers I think that will definitely be ones to watch here this coming weekend. Yeah, if I recall, all five of those are entering their third year in the junior ranks. So yeah, there you go. Right? They're the yeah. more experienced drivers when you kind of look at the field overall. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Bocuse, Fletcher, and Baker, uh, they have a lot of experience in junior racing. Jeffers, I think, came up late in 2019 into the junior ranks. Uh, Ortiz is a, is a Rock the Real winner in 2019. So, uh, yeah, they, they definitely have, um, the experience now in, 
again, last year's junior junior fields were, were super tough and they were among those that were in contention. So now this, this is probably their final year or, or, you know, close to being the end of their junior career. So now it's time to kind of stand out and, uh, and make a name for themselves before they move up into uh, the senior ranks. David, you, you put the notes together here, and it's interesting, right? We've got the rookies here in some of these categories. And you look at the rookies, and it's literally the lead pack of Mini Swift, right, for the last couple of years, which is hilarious. Parker DeLong, Max Garcia, Kai Sorensen, Sebastian Weldon, Cameron Brinkman. Those are five drivers we would have seen up front at any Mini Swift uh, IME race or even some rock races uh, for the last couple of years. It's just it's cool to see these kids now moving up into the junior ranks. Well, ironically, we didn't see Kai Sorensen last year. I believe he we was over in right. Europe all year long. So, uh, uh, so this is a, a welcome home event for him. Uh, back with uh, back into the USA uh, after racing uh, with Tony Kart for the first half of the year, I believe, and then moving over to Paralyn. So, racing back here aboard the Paralyn, uh, we'll see if uh, the former uh, Scusa champion uh, has a good showing in his junior debut, but you have excuse the champion, Max Garcia, excuse the champion, Parker DeLong, uh, winner series champion, right. Sebastian Weldon. So, uh, and then you add a Cameron Brinkman, who's always been up front, uh, in the mini ranks. So, uh, all these guys moving up into X 30 junior will be certainly making it an interesting, uh, event. And David, you know what, what really dials things in here as well? Uh, in X30 Junior, because you mentioned the drivers we talked about that were notables were kind of like that third-year driver. You've got the ones we just talked about who are going to be first-year drivers. It's those second-year drivers that are now not rookies anymore that I think are going to be super strong. Uh, we'll, we'll definitely be watching them. And, of course, we'll keep an eye on uh, the driver that uh, won the Mazda Motorsports Scholarship Shootout as well, Alexander Berg, coming down again to run in the X30 Junior category. Alex, of course, winning that opportunity to run in the Mazda club racing factory driver program. I'm sure he's excited to get back behind the wheel of his cart, but lots of racing for Alexander this, this year in 2021. Yeah. So you have both Alex Berg and uh, Bryson Morris, the two winners uh, in Homestead. Uh, that might be a good photo op, uh, Rob, like if that. you can keep that in your, in your mind. I'll make right that there. work. But yeah, I, I, I didn't see him in the entry list. I, it's, we got it this morning and I breezed through it and yeah, I always skip over those, those first few names. I just, I don't know why I missed him, but uh, it happens. But uh, it no, it would be good to see them. Uh, yeah. And so he's he's got a lot of experience as well, too. So he's certainly among those notables. Let's jump over to the KA100 uh, junior category. There's a number of drivers doing double duty. Uh, both the junior categories dominated by the Italian Andre Kimi Antonelli last year on the Cart Republic. He swept all eight main events, uh, won all four in junior, all four in KA100 junior as well. Uh, but notables this year, I think, you know, one of the drivers that was able to fight up front in K100 Junior last year was Christian Miles. I think he'll be very impressive to watch. Austin Jurors kind of came to the forefront as well and did was impressive. Jesus Vasquez coming over. And you know what? This is a cool one for me as well. Uh, second generation driver for probably the third, but second generation driver in terms of uh, guys I've covered throughout my, my years. Uh, Joey Hand's son, Chase Hand, uh, coming over to race as well in K100 Junior. And I think. Uh, I think it'll be cool to see him there and get a chance to run here in the in the, uh, in the winter series. Yeah, making the announcement that uh, he'll be racing with Rollison Performance Group this year. Uh, so obviously, uh, you know, hand IKF Duffy winner, Mike Rollison IKF Duffy winner. He got some couple of IKF Duffy winners there. At, uh, he's going to be able to go uh, to kind of feed off of along with the amazing uh, uh, coaches that they have under the Rollison Performance Group tent. 
Uh, Danny Dazowski, I don't know if you mentioned him. He's going to be doing the double duty. He might be one to watch. Kind of, kind of stood out a little bit at the WK uh, Cart Week uh, event. Uh, he's so he's kind of. I think he's now in his second full season in the junior ranks. So he's going to be one of those, as you mentioned, drivers who make that move into the second year. Uh, drivers that we'll be yeah. watching. So he might be one of those to watch uh, down in high. David, I didn't actually mention the double duty drivers. So you feel free to, to roll out the, the guys that are <laughs> they're going to try to do both. Yeah. So you got Dazelski is one of them. Uh, Cameron Brinkman in his uh, junior debut, along with Parker DeLong, who was another driver that that performed well at Daytona. Uh, Ava Dobson doing double duty with, along with Cole Kleck, uh, Jake Walker, and uh, Sebastian Weldon doing the double as well. Rookies coming into the KA100 Junior category for this Scuzo Winter Series. G3, our heroes, and Eva Papasavas, Eva, Eva Goris Papasavas. I'll work on that one again. Uh, he uh, ran at the uh, Scuza, uh Pro Tour Summer Nationals at Newcastle. Uh, Papa Savas will definitely be one to watch as well with Parallel USA. A number of different Parallel carts uh, will be on the on the the, uh, the docket here for the weekend. David, let's move from the junior drivers to the uh, Masters drivers. Uh, this is where Scusa no- had a lot of numbers in years past. I don't know if the, a lot of these drivers have just kind of got to the point where they're no longer interested in national racing, whatever it may be. Uh, six entries in the X30 Masters category. Uh, Renato Jadar David, who dominated the action last year, returning once again. Easily one of the best Masters carters in North America. Always seeing him up front. In the world. At, yeah, really. You're right. Let's be real. Coming in off the, the Rock Cup yeah. uh, Super Final victory Super uh, in 2020. Obviously, is, and was runner-up the year before that. So I think in the... You know, if, if we were to take him to Rotax or the AMI International Final, right. I think he'd yeah. be on the podium for sure. Well, look, look at how much he's won. You're right. Super Nationals and, and, the, and the Rock Cup event, man, I'll tell you. Uh, and it's always good to have him here. Renato Jadrdev, he will be racing. Uh, four of the six drivers, David, uh, are from Florida. Uh, Michael Uremia from New York and Wilmer Valentin Jr. from uh, from Texas coming in as well. But six drivers in total running with X30 Master. Yeah, one to watch. Uh, driver you saw last year, Dan uh, Breitenstein, uh, raced the uh, Margate Knight division. So he's moving up into the uh, X30 Master category. So, But it helps to be at your home track. Uh, the Miami Beach, Florida resident going to be racing at his home track. So that'll certainly help uh, move uh, with the uh, transition to the, uh, the quicker speeds in the X30. Indeed. Uh, let's have a look at the master shifter category now, David. Uh, when we talked about the drivers we had in the pro category of, of shifter, five pre-entries in total in master shifter. Justin Peck out of Utah won all four races last year uh, running with the Rawls Performance Group. Not coming back this year. Ken Schilling will be back, but I think probably the driver to watch, at least for me coming out of the gate, will be the 2020 Supercard USA Pro Tour G1 champion Scott Barnes. Uh, Skitchy Barnes from Bermuda coming off. Another race win at Daytona. I uh, was able to score a victory there, I believe, in the Margate Knight category. He's won shifter carts at Daytona as well. But Scott's just a, a veteran driver, you know, 20 years uh, of running up front. We first met him at Rock Island. Uh, I've had a chance to go uh, visit him in Bermuda. But this is a guy that wherever he goes, you know he's going to go for a race win. He's got so much passion for the sport. And I think uh, I think he'll definitely be one to watch here this coming weekend. Yeah, he'll be the driver everybody will have a stopwatch on. Something we didn't yeah. talk about in the pro shifter category. Uh, Supercarts USA mandating the pushback bumper yeah. in the shifter cart categories for 2021. So that'll be something to, that'll be uh, pretty interesting. I, 
me personally, I don't see the need for it. Um, I you know, I think, you know, you see guys missing shifts and, uh, maybe it's because of the, the very, uh, intense battles that we saw in pro shifter last year at the, uh, at the, at the pro tour event, uh, at Newcastle that, uh, is making, making uh supercarts USA decide to add the pushback bumper. And we saw, uh, some drivers getting pretty physical, but you would expect that with shifter cart racing. I mean, that's essentially what it is. And, and so now we're, now we're going to baby another category and put pushback bumpers <laughs> on it. And, and then, so a driver who, who misses a shift is going to push, get somebody else to push back his bumper. And then that driver is going to go on, grab the checker flag and then be put down because of a stupid pushback. So what you're saying, David, is you're not a big fan of that? In the shifter cart categories, no, I'm not. I uh, and really X30 senior as well, too. Again, this is another discussion for another roundtable that we never do, but uh, yeah, yeah it's it's let's it, do that. That's just going to be something that's going to have to be watched. Obviously, with only five drivers in this class and 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 uh, and seven in the in, in the pro category, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. But we'll we'll see what happens to it. Yeah, we got to do it. Listen, we got to do a roundtable. We got to make that happen. We're gonna. That's my only goal for January to do a roundtable. We'll talk about pushback bumpers. I think that's the best one to hit, hit into early. All right, guys. Final break in the action. We'll talk mini swift and micro swift. We wrap up this edition of the EKN Outlap. Every winter, young drivers take the leap up to the next class. Whether it's micro to mini, mini to junior, or the big jump from junior into the senior ranks. It's tougher competition. If your son or daughter are moving up a class in 2020, give them exactly what they need to be ready. Professional coaching from the most respected teacher in the sport. With over 30 years of karting experience, Alan Rudolph and his staff at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy specialize in training young racers and accelerating their skills so that they're ready for the next challenge. Don't just invest in equipment, invest in your driver. Bring them to the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy at Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston and invest in their skill development. Get them ready to take on that next on-track challenge, better prepared than ever. Get ready for 2020 by calling the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy at 866-607-7223. Head to speedsportsracingpark.com to learn more. There's a new hot button name in American safety equipment, Stilo USA. Every product with Stilo is focused on safety, comfort, and function. Stilo USA is happy to provide you with the proper safety apparel to keep you protected on the track, and their karting lineup is second to none. The ST5 KRT karting helmet is available for $599. Manufactured using a lightweight and extremely strong composite material, the KRT provides an excellent fit and comfort level due to its dual-density interior foam lining, and it's equipped with a symmetrical visor that offers excellent vision and an effortless central visor locking system. The ST5 CMR standard was developed jointly by the FIA Institute and Snell Memorial Foundation to ensure safer and lighter weight helmets for the younger carters. Drivers rave about the superior comfort levels, lightweight construction, and the unparalleled field of vision. The perfect youth helmet is available for $549. Stilo didn't stop with their helmets either. The newly developed Carbon Curva Rib Protector is unlike any on the market with its form-fitting solution to offer superior protection. Head to StiloHelmets.com to review these and many more products 
to keep you safe on the track. Stilo, any competition, one helmet. Welcome back to the EKN Outlap here on the EKN Radio Network. Hopefully you've downloaded the EKN Radio Network app so you can listen to this on your mobile device. Plug in in your phone when you're uh, heading to work in the morning or coming home. Perfect for that commute. Plug Um, it in, plug it in. (laughs) Wow. Good for you, David. Old school school commercials. Come on. It is old school for sure. For sure. Otherwise, it'll be, of course, on the podcast uh, as usual. David, let's jump into the final two categories that we'll run here this weekend, both with great numbers. Mini Swift with 25 pre-entries. Micro Swift with a staggering 28. That's awesome. Uh, Max Garcia, the champion of the Mini Swift category. Of course, uh, most of the top 10 graduating up into the next level, including uh, Garcia. So uh, Garcia actually was a winner. He won two races last year. Miguel Costa won a race and Sebastian Weldon won a race. I want to say all those drivers have, I think, moved up, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think they've all yeah, moved Ka- up. Most of them there. Miguel is racing over in Europe as he has been, th- yeah. as he as he did throughout uh, 2020. And so still racing over in Europe uh, with Cart uh, Republic over there. Uh, but yeah, I, I think if I recall, these were some pretty intense racing in the mini swift category last year uh it was a lot of fun to watch it really was and, and to be honest you get those lead groups uh, dialing up and man we just had guys back and forth and and this particular racetrack either in either direction you get a good run to the line over unders blocking whatever it may be um and it was just solid solid racing uh Mateus Orjuela, who finished ninth last year definitely going to be one to watch Enzo Vidmontien as well these are drivers returning from last year uh Mateus Orjuela, uh will be with the Perlin factory team and Vidmontien running for team Benick other rookies guys coming up of course from the Microswift category last year's Microswift champion Oliver Weldon Kai Johnson Carson Weinberg Cade Yeager Vivek Canthan and Asher Osteen these are all drivers David that were Micro Swift stars in the Winter Series and were like guys that you and I watched during that marathon two-week event at Newcastle. These guys just went at it the entire time. So there's a lot of really good racecraft that was developed in Micro that we're going to see, I think, flourish even more in Mini. Yeah, and then typically you see, you know, probably a handful of Mini Swift drivers who are there for their third year or even the second year that, you know, were good in their rookie season. Uh, th- this field, it looks like we might have some rookies that are going to be on the podium uh, yeah, when I kind of look at too. it because we don't see a lot of veteran cadet drivers that are going to be in this field. There's a lot of unknowns uh, when you kind of look at the uh, the field, you know, straight on. Uh, but majority of the field are going to be rookies. So it's going to be, you know, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, as all those rookies that you mentioned are used to running up front. So the, the transition to the little bit of a quicker package in, in the mini swift engine uh, we'll see you know if they're able to obviously probably adapt well they're used to running quick and and they probably want to go quicker That's uh, it, right? so uh, so it, you know I you know we might even see a, a sweep of rookies on the podium you know you never know what's gonna happen uh, you know especially as we you know we said the homestead uh, facility is very uh, provides great racing and, and I think this yes. category is going to be one of them. 
100%. Let's wrap things up with, again, one of the categories we're impressed with, uh, 28 pre-entries, an increase of nine entries from last year from MicroSwift. Uh, champion Oliver Weldon, as we said, has already moved on. We'll, we'll be running in the Mini Swift category. He was uh, a winner of three of the races last year. Ty Johnson getting the other victory uh, in that championship battle. Both those drivers have moved to Mini. And so that brings some some impressive drivers up to the forefront. I think obviously one to watch primarily out of the gate because he's had, he had such a good December. That's Isaac Malkit, a uh, third generation driver uh, who has been very impressive uh, working his way up to the front here. This will be his final year in the micro swift category. And I think Isaac will be uh, most definitely one of the drivers to watch. Max Christia made his debut last year as well and has turned things up a bit. Keelan Harvick, of course, the son of NASCAR superstar Kevin Harvick, has been running a ton of events, and this will be a great one for him to get down here for this for this race. Ashton Woon, one to watch as well, and of course, Tristan Murphy, we watched him quite a bit last year as well, Dave. Yeah, you got a little East Coast versus West Coast there with Woon and Murphy from the West Coast coming over. But as you said, Malka, it's, he's, it's, I think it started in September that he's just been dominant. He won at the U.S. Rotex Grand Nationals and won pretty much everywhere he went uh, from that point on. And as you said, was was a was pretty dominant at the WK Manufacturers Cup Series uh, event in Daytona. So g- hoping hoping to uh, keep that momentum in Florida with uh, with a run at the uh, the Scusa Winter Series here this weekend. Yeah, looking forward to see what the young guys will do. And again, as I said at the very top of the the, uh, the show here, for Scusa to have twenty eight drivers in their Micro Swift class, that really 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 bodes well for the Pro Tour and what kind of fields we're going to see. We get to NOLA Motorsports Park in March for the opening round of the Pro Tour, the Winter Nationals. And Dave, we'll cross our fingers that we were able to get that event in last year. You were there. That's when everything happened with the COVID-19 situation, shut everything down after Friday. And uh, sadly for us, that weekend's going to be a double-duty weekend again. You're going to be at in Sonoma for the Challenge of the Americas finale. I'll be at NOLA for the Supercarts USA Pro Tour Winter Nationals, an unfortunate conflict there between those two races. Uh, but uh, again, we look forward to getting to both of those events. But Dave, that wraps things up. Our first Outlap of the Year, Episode 14 in the Outlap, our first podcast of the year, as we try to get ourselves to 100 here in 2021. But the bottom line is this, 2020 is behind us. There's still stuff to deal with in 2021, but we're going back racing this weekend. Yeah, that's the main thing, you know, keep moving forward. I think that's always kind of been the, the sediment. Uh, once once this happened. And as you said, new year, new season, lots of uh, interesting things that are going to unfold uh, as we move forward and we begin going back to racing. I know it's been a long time for me. You've been, it's been a long time for you as well, I believe. How long has it been? Yeah. Uh, since, well, two and a half months, three months. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is, a, I think this is the longest run aside from the, uh, the initial COVID <laughs> that, yeah. uh, we, that we haven't tasted tire rubber or smelt the fuel <laughs> well at least during the covid shutdown i was able to announce those i racing events which i which i had a blast on i haven't announced the race since the end of october uh when we were at st petersburg with the road to indy so i am dying to get back to a kart race just let me smell some two-stroke uh, uh exhaust please let me hear the wheels squeaking let me get back on the mic please please let me do this again yeah really the friday happy hours to break in your voice because it's gonna you're gonna need it because again you know as we said you haven't announced we haven't done as many podcasts as we wanted to, but, uh, it, and you know, you don't have hockey that you can scream at right now. So that's true. Yeah. You, know, right. you, you, you definitely got to break in that voice. 
Bears here. Right, let's see if I can make it to Sunday afternoon when we get down there. But, hey, bottom line is, is we are uh, ready to get the season underway. We thank you guys for tuning into this EKN Outlap. Very excited to get the 20, 2021 season underway with the opening rounds of the Supercarts USA Winter Series. Of course, two rounds at Homestead in January, two rounds at Homestead in February to cap it off, all kind of dialing things in, the unofficial spring training, if you will, before we head to the Winter Nationals in March at NOLA Motorsports Park. On behalf of David Cole, folks, my name's Rob Howden. Bye for now.